Welcome to So Many Bits. I'm your host, Bill Nielsen, and joining me from his palatial two-bedroom apartment in Chicago is Pete Byrne. Hi! Pete, so good to have you back on. Yes, isn't it? It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks. You know, we're in the middle of November now. It's the holiday season, mm-hmm. and now is as good a time as any, especially now, to think about video games. That's right. Everyone is just thinking about the holidays right now. That's all that's on anyone's mind. Exactly. As a quick reminder, So Many Bits is brought to you in part by the Second Wind Collective. For more quality podcasts like this one, please visit secondwindcollective.com for details. Now, Pete, uh, you know, just it's always good to catch up with our guests and say, what have you been playing? Well, mostly we've been playing uh, the new Jackbox Party Pack, number three. But we actually got to play it early, my girlfriend Renee and I. She, she works for Cards Against Humanity now, which is a Chicago-based adult comedy card game. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they, they have events every once in a while with the people at Jackbox Games, too, that make uh, Jackbox Party Pack. Oh, I guess that's not the name of their company. It's, uh... it's weird, too, because like you... They were Jelly Vision for so That's long. Right. They and still je- are Jelly Vision, but I feel like the game division is kind of becoming its own thing. Right. It's Jackbox Games. But it's still at Jelly Vision. Anyway, we got to play this early because we went to event an event uh, hosted by Cards Against Humanity for like the staff. So we got to play it a little bit early, but we didn't get to play all the games. So now we get to play all the games whenever we want. It's pretty great. I was there for the all the games part. Yes, you were. You were here for the first social gathering with Jackbox Party Pack 3. Ooh. Did we play all of them? I think we played I every game. I think we got game. through them all. Yeah. yeah. What was your favorite? I mean, the new ones are, well, there's a sequel to Quiplash. Uh-huh. There's Trivia Murder Party, There, which is like, um, you don't know Jack, but a little less annoying. Gaspionage, uh, <laughs> which is just like a statistics game, which sounds boring, but it's pretty fun. Faking it. And TKO were the new ones. Of the four, I felt like Trivia Murder Party was the best. I felt like it moved pretty quickly and it had a fun aesthetic to it. So uh, that was the one I liked the most. The other ones, they were interesting ideas that just the mechanics of them didn't come off quite as smoothly to me. Yeah, I I like Trivia Murder Party the best too, I think. Because it has a lot of different um, sections to it, which is kind of unique for their games uh and they draw from a lot of the game mechanics they've used in the past too it's like everybody that gets the question wrong they either have to draw something or whoever has the least funny answer gets cut or they pick a poison chalice there's a lot going on so it's not just that's what i don't really like about um uh you don't know jack is it's like I, I get it. It's a trivia game where you couldn't really possibly know the answer, but that kind of gets frustrating and less amusing after a while. So there's enough other things and funny things happening in Trivia Murder Party that it, it it's not so annoying and like disheartening to play, <laughs> even though you get killed in this one. Right. Yeah. It's uh, borrowing pretty heavily from like Saw or like yeah. the theme of Saw. Uh, with playing You Don't Know Jack, yeah, it always bothered me at the end. Like, the Jack attack just mattered so much more than every other section of the game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I loved that game when I was a kid, and then we, I think me and Jake and Dave found it in, like, a, a store 
for or I think Dave actually just had it. He had a box of like PS One games, and we played it. And we realized how annoying and unfunny the host of the thing was. And they made a new, you don't know, Jack in the first party pack. And it was just like, it's painfully unfunny. And you have to sit there and listen to it. It's a, They try to make it into a TV show. And you're just like, oh gosh, I don't even want to play this anymore. It's like Metal Gear Solid with how brutal the cutscenes are. <laughs> brutal in a... In a different way, I guess. Yeah, I like Metal Gear Solid, because he's... It's like if Metal Gear Solid was trying to be funny. Yeah, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah, Metal Gear Solid can be good, but when they try and not be super serious and action-y, they they stumble a bit. Yeah, so it doesn't quite translate. Nope. Um, Yeah, I agree with you. Quiplash is always great. Yeah, yeah, that Um, was good. Some of the prompts were a little questionable. I've noticed some of the prompts aren't quite funny. There was one that was like, what makes hobos so gross? You know, it's just uh, like, oh, I don't want to answer this question. But that was only like one in every 70 prompts. But I never noticed that in the first game. I never saw a question. It was like, Ugh. it was usually us that, it's okay for us as the player to, you know, push the boundary a little bit but the fact that the question was offensive i was just like eh, this makes it not fun yeah that, that's a very delicate line to walk i mean i think cards itself has that same issue sometimes yes yeah. they have to be they have to let people invent but they can't like push people in that direction overtly right and i know well there's not big controversy but i've read some articles that are like even though you're letting people pick the combinations you're setting people up to be offensive or racist or whatever which it's interesting yeah i mean i i would have to i kind of sit there and maybe look at some of the prompts again it's been a long time since yeah. i played i mean i felt like some of it was gross and weird but yeah not necessarily like racist or I, ableist I think or... for the most part they may have even gotten rid of it but you know for the most part you're right the cards are grossed out mostly yeah not like again i'd have to look through the cards but uh, anyway though just the point was uh i was a little bit surprised that one of the prompts in quiplash 2 was already kind of offensive you mm-hmm. kind of have to let have to let the players do it yeah as far as the other games uh tko seems like it's got some potential but it's got a lot of steps to it yeah it um yeah, even the guys that were running the preview we went to, <laughs> I forget how he phrased it. But he's like, "All right, we're gonna play TKO. It's uh, it has the most setup out of any of the games we've ever tried. So uh, just 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 know it's worth the payoff." And they we're like, oh, "Okay, well, we'll see." Um, I think it is fun, but you know, it's interesting because it it's, it takes so long to play. And I honestly feel like nobody wins because there's one stage where you make the pictures. So TKO, you are designing t-shirts, essentially. It's a competition to make funny t-shirts. But like round one, draw as many pictures as you can of whatever you want. Round two, make up as many slogans as you want. And then you are given other people's pictures and other people's slogans and you put them together to make a t-shirt 
So even like when your t-shirt wins, you didn't draw the picture and you didn't write the thing. So it's like, who, who are we awarding for winning? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's like even the winner, it's like, okay, you got the most points for people voting for other things that you didn't make. Like Drawful, they had it perfect, I think, where you could be funny with the art and be funny with the, the punchline and both got credit at some point in the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think th the most brilliant thing they did was for uh, almost every game, there is the winner based on points, and then there's the most liked player. Like, if you can vote for what you think is correct, and then you can award a thumbs up to something you think is funny. So even if you don't like playing the games that are more serious, you can just goof the whole time, <laughs> and then you get... They're like, hey, high five, you were pretty funny anyway, <laughs> which is which is nice. And with TKO, there's there's no room for that because it's just such a mishmash of what people created. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess in an improv sense, that's kind of cool, too, that it's all collaborative, and it, like, also encourages you to, like, fire and forget. Like, just make up five ideas. Don't worry about, like, the quality of each individual idea. Yeah. I, I, think, I think I agree. I think it is cool. Um... If you want to play a game where there's no winner, then it's, <laughs> it's perfect. But for me, it yeah. just, uh, if it didn't take so long, then I think it would be perfect. Mm -hmm. But the putting in that much time to then have nobody really win is kind of disappointing for me. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm totally with you on that. And then, yeah, Gespionage played a little better than it sounded. It was still a little bit dry, though it was... I guess the best part of Gespionage was hearing a local Chicago comedian doing True. the voicing. Good old Adel. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, he's good. He's got a good voice. It's not a super exciting game, but it's also very short. So it was a nice little palate cleanser between the long um, TKO and like Faking It, which is a, a pretty fun aggressive game. Yeah, Faking It had a couple uh, laugh out loud moments uh, when when people. Uh, so with faking it, it's uh, what everyone gets like a. You should explain. I can't. I'm not sure. I'm sure. So it's only up to I think six players, and somebody is always the faker who has to bluff. Everybody on their phone gets a prompt that just says either like, uh, it'll show you if you have to raise your hand, show a number, or make a funny face or something, and so it'll be like on everyone's phone except for yours it says make the face you would make if you smelled garbage and then one person on their phone it says make a weird face to blend in so you kind of have to on the count of three either be confident and just make a wacky face or try and look at one person and make the same face they're making right away and then everybody argues about who the faker is and you try and single out the faker and, and call them out and it's i like you cannot vote for a faker unless everyone agrees. So people have to... Uh, someone will be like, well, I think Pete's the faker. And everyone else is like, if you don't vote for Bill, we won't get any information. <laughs> so it's a pretty uh, aggressive political process of a game. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you're wasting your vote by voting for that person. Just, you have to vote for this one. Ooh. You know what yeah, I'm saying? No, no, no room for protest votes here, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one thing that it did lead to a couple of funny moments with the, the prompt of just try and blend in where like, uh, I think one of our friends wrote, he has 
brown eyes when he has blue eyes. That's right. Yeah. At the end, it asks everyone just questions that you have to answer, but one person is getting a slightly different question. So Michael Delaney, his prompt was, uh, a physical feature you like about other people. And he wrote, brown eyes and then when it went to the the actual process it was like your best physical feature <laughs> and he has blue eyes so everyone just looked at his eyes he was just looking straight at the tv it's like uh, okay mike's a faker unless he doesn't know what color his eyes are <laughs> and i had one that was just like make a weird face and so i made a weird face and then the prompt was make the face that you would when you're eating quinoa mm-hmm. but my my mouth was open for it <laughs> And everyone's like, ah, oh, you probably couldn't eat quinoa. You've never seen like Bill eat. That is how he eats. It's a big struggle. I think I used that exact argument, too. Yeah. It didn't get me anywhere, but... No. You were called out pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, that's really fun. I, I That might be my second favorite. Quiplash, I'm always going to like, but Trivia Murder Party and Faking It, I think, are my, my two favorite new games. Yeah. Yeah, I would be on board with that as well. Faking It is something... I've never really played a game like that before. Uh, no, no. It, it's like, uh, resembles werewolf slash mafia slash whatever you call it. But yeah, yeah it, it's got its own wrinkles to it. Well, it's it's just, it uh, gives, what am I trying to say? It gives gas to games that people would normally play just by like writing stuff on paper. Or mm. you buy the, the box for all the cars. It just speeds it up and makes it a little easier to just have this stuff on your phone i feel the same way about like playing monopoly on a video game is you don't have to figure out how much money everybody gets i mean that's part of the fun of having a board game is you have the physical things but sometimes for something like faking it it feels like it serves the game better to just have it digital and have it sent to your phone rapid fire right and i think that Hopefully it draws in people who might not normally play video games, yeah. too, with the promise. It's like, no, just use your phone. Just go yeah. to this website and you're all set. We did. We played um, uh, what Fibbage and Quiplash with my parents, who are... I mean, my dad plays video games, but um, my mom, like, never plays video games. And it was pretty fun. It was fun to play Fibbage with them, because... When when we and our improviser friends, we play Fibbage, you're not supposed to make jokes, but everybody makes jokes anyway. <laughs> yeah. My parents were took it dead serious, and it was so hard. <laughs> it was so hard to win because everybody just had very believable, different, realistic answers, and it was impossible. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> and Quiplash was great, too, yeah. because there are some dirty questions in there, and I think... Um, it was just me, Renee, my parents, and the question was like, uh, "Like, come up with a movie title for your first sexual experience." And Renee just leaned over and was like, "I don't think I should answer this question." And I said, "I didn't get that one, so either my mom or dad is also answering this question." <laughs> <laughs> and I think the two answers was, uh, "Like, oops." And I'm sorry. <laughs> it was awesome. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, that's available. You're playing it on PS4. Yes, yes, PS4. I think it's available on like almost everything. Yeah, I'm, I, like I'm sure, like Xbox, PC, Steam stuff. for sure. Steam. I think you can get it on PS3 too. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great. Uh, so that is something cool to check out. 
Uh, as for myself, I've been recently playing a phone game called Severed. And now that's uh, not to be confused with X versus Sever. That's uh, that famous G Game Boy Advance game from the aughts. Uh, this is a game, uh, so let me throw down a premise for you. Yes, please. Uh, so, Fruit Ninja. Okay. But it's an RPG. Hmm. I understand what both of those things mean. So with this game, you start out, you're, uh, you're out in the world, and you're moving around in the dungeon, and it's first Naturally. person. Naturally. First person, you take steps forward, turn 90 degrees each way, and then you, boom, you find a monster. Mm -hmm. And the monster's got, like, a shield. And so you have to use your finger to swipe in the right directions to deal damage to the monster, but, like, he'll move his shield around, so you have to keep changing how you swipe to keep deal damage to you, him. You know, did you play, uh, I'm gonna let you continue, but there's another game that I had on my phone that was very similar to, um, Fruit Ninja, and also Jazz Ball? Jazz Ball? Do you remember that game where yeah. the ball just kind of bounced around the grid and you had to make you had, you to, had make to like a, slice make it sections? Smaller. It was that, but with fruit ninja mechanics. So there were like oh, I, I don't think I played that there one. There are shurikens bouncing around, and then you have to slice the board when they're all on one side. But there would be things that like block where you can slice. It's, it reminds me of what you're describing. It's like you you have to use your finger to slice, but there are things that block, so you can only do it certain ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, so it is a, a bit like that. And with this, though, there's like an overarching story. Uh, you're the daughter of this family, and you wake up, and your family house is ruined, and your your brother, your mo mother, and your father are all gone. Uh -oh. And some monster-looking thing shows up, and it's like, hey, uh, go out there, and like you can try and find them. And so you you go out into the world, but you're you're missing your arm. Like, you can look in a mirror and you see you're there, but you're just, your right arm is, like, bandaged up and half missing. And so part of when you fight the monsters, too, is when you defeat them, if you do a good enough job, you can sever parts of their body and use that to give yourself upgrades to make yourself better at fighting, taking damage, dealing damage, give you more time to react to stuff and, like, do the sever move and stuff like that. So I'm watching a trailer for Severed right now. Is this not the game you're talking about? This is exactly the game we're oh, talking okay. about. Oh, okay. So I thought you said it was on your phone. Yeah, so it came out uh, on a bunch of platforms. It was on Vita, on Wii U, but now it's on the phone, which is where I'm oh, playing it. Oh, cool. Uh, so, yeah, I think originally it was made for the Vita. That was like the first thing it was made for, in fact. But here it's for the, uh, the phone. And we're watching now. So, like, you might fight one monster... But you could also fight multiple monsters at a time. They might be bigger monsters. And they can attack you. And in addition to just, like, swiping, you can counter their attacks and parry, parry them, basically. If you match up the timing of the swipe to the angle of their attack. That's pretty cool. There's a lot of games now that are using... I mean, a ton... Almost all games use swipe motion, obviously, on the phone. But I think it's really cool to attack using that method something you don't do with like a console game other than i guess wii u of course because it has the stylus but i, I like that yeah it's it, good it's uh it's been pretty enjoyable i've played about three hours of it uh i estimate i'm like halfway through the game based on like you can kind of see your progress it shows you like 
that I've got, I can see like three dungeons filled and then spots for three more. Sure. And, and I've been enjoying it. It was originally made by this gr- group called Drinkbox Games. Mm-hmm. And they made this other game, Guacamelee. I have Guacamelee. Yeah, so it's kind of got the same uh, like Latin America or like Aztec look to it. And I think that's pretty cool. It makes it a little different. And also, when you're in the world, everything is like, uh, I guess, fleshy? Like, fleshy? Well, I'm not sure how else to describe it, because like, like everything you encounter is all like monsters, but they're all like really nasty, and they don't have, they're not uh, like robots or anything. No, that doesn't sound any good. I, I understand what you're saying by... <laughs> by uh... Okay, here's the here's part, here's a moment. Uh, so you can max up, so you can raise up your health by finding heart pieces around the world. Okay. And, you know, in Legend of Zelda, you know, he picks up the heart and he, like, holds it in the air and then just, boom, your health is better. Yeah. Here you get a heart, you get the heart pieces, you make the heart, you eat the heart. <laughs> you have to, like, tap the screen and your character eats the heart to improve her maximum health. Okay. I, I think fleshy was the correct word. Okay, good, good. All right, so that explains it a little better. It's just a little more grotesque. There's a lot of blood in this game. Yeah, yeah, that too. And I mean, one of the chief mechanics is dismembering your enemies when you're done. It's not like Mortal Kombat violent, but it is like cartoony violent. It it reminds me of um, Dead Space. Yeah. Just just because you have to chop off the limbs to really kill the monsters. Right, yeah, that's a very good example. This is, I mean, it's, it's very accurate. It's not quite as violent as that, at least. So yeah. you have that going for you. Well, it's a cartoon, so I mean, it <laughs> it could be if they made this look like the real world, it'd be horrifically gory. Oh yeah, yeah. They also got rid of your when your character dies, she just like the screen goes black for a second, and then you come back. There's none of the horrible death animations um, like in Dead Space. Like a head stomp. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that that was so grisly. That and like Resident Evil Four. Yeah. But yeah, Severed is a pretty good game, available on phone, Wii U, and 3DS too, and Vita. I got it for like three bucks, it was on sale, but I think normally it goes for like six bucks on phone, it might be a little more on consoles. Okay. Which is kind of a whole other discussion, but it's weird, like, the game has to be priced differently for the phone to get people to look at it. Yeah. Even though it's the same exact game. This, um, so, we talked about the Katamari game for the phone, some time ago. Yeah. Um, where it was just like a tap, a tap kind of game. And that was very similar. I, I can't remember what the game was called, but it was this game I had where you would go from planet to planet just killing aliens and upgrading your weapons. You would just swipe, 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 swipe on the monster to bring down the health. And then you could buy things that while you weren't playing it, it would slowly chip away at the health. This game looks similar to that in that you just kill a monster and you move on and you kill a monster and you move on, but this looks more fun that, like, it, it's not as passive as that Katamari game or or any of those little tap games where you just check in every once in a while and, like, upgrade your damage or whatever. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. There's a lot more going on here. It's a lot more active yeah. to play. I like that. But it's, uh, yeah, it's it's cool to see all... All the mechanics of iPad games coming together and and making better games. Yeah, it's it's yeah. so disappointing to me that everyone hated um, 
No Man's Sky. Mm. And that was just a marketing problem, I guess, because it's like, what, what No Man's Sky introduced, what's capable in a game, is amazing. And maybe that on its own isn't a great game, but add that to something that's has existed for a long time. It's just like, okay, well now think about if they made a Mario game that you could just randomly populate new worlds the way that they are in uh, No Man's Sky. It's like, let's let's think beyond... I mean, it should have been as expensive as it was. <laughs> That's, That's why I mean, everyone yeah. was so mad, and that was a big mistake. But I hope people can, like, eventually realize, oh, wait, that what they did in there is pretty dang cool and will probably be applied to new games. And just the scale of it and the random generation is going to make some other game way cooler. That's true. It's, a, I mean, kind of a mark of technology and the progression in general. It's the first people out there usually fall flat on their faces partly because the public isn't ready for what they're offering then it's like the second or third company in that like takes it modifies it makes it more accessible and they get to reap the benefits it's just like uh fallout 5 if they make one when they make one when they make make a game bethesda if they just adopt the technology they developed for no Man's Sky, then it becomes incredible. So, oh my god, yes, yes. Like just making it to vaults instead of planets, and now the vaults are super weird and different and everything. Exactly. Instead of the planets, yeah. Hopefully a big company will just gobble them up and uh, <laughs> utilize that technology. You know what, yeah. Give them some money and make it so they don't have to like pay, get killed by the public and by Twitter and Reddit anymore. Yeah. And let them go develop and not worry about the rest of that. It would be awesome. For any any popular game out there to just be able to have endless worlds, be mm. pretty dang cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what we've been playing lately. Uh, so yeah, ch- feel free to check those games out. We approve of them both. Uh, with that, that moves us on to our choose your fighter section. Uh, for this section, Pete and I will mention one event, news article, or game we're looking forward to that's currently upcoming. And so only one of us is left standing. Uh, as far as that goes, though, uh, well, since you let off with the games played, I'll leave this segment off. Okay, I have like a mishmash of... Uh, no, I'll, I'll leave this segment off. It's cool. I mean, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. I didn't uh, listen to what you said. No, that's I thought right. you were like, yeah, since you started at first, start again. No, no, no. Now is Bill's time to okay. shine. Okay, sorry, Bill. Go for it. <laughs> Uh, so but, we... you know, maybe I should start. Oh, okay, why don't you start? No, no. I changed my mind. You can start. All right, okay. So if you've been following the news lately, uh, the NES Classic has come out recently. Uh, it's been talked about a little bit on here already back in the summer, but now it's officially available for realsies, and people can't get it, and they're mad. And that applies to pretty much everywhere. Sold out Best Buy, Amazon, Toys R Us, Target, all the major chains are sold out of this thing. Now, fingers crossed, I'm still hoping to get one. My order hasn't fallen off a truck yet, but we'll see how that goes. And people, Is it on a truck? Uh, well, it, I think it's on a UPS truck right now. They oh. said they couldn't deliver it today due to it being a holiday. I think in reference to Veterans Day, maybe? Yeah, probably. I hope so. Otherwise, it fell off the truck. Yeah. 
And now if you look, you'll, you won't find it at any, any of these major retailers. But if you do go on eBay or Craigslist, you'll find it for like $200, $250 when it retails at $60. Oh my god. And people are just very upset. Like the dedicated Nintendo fans feel like they're not able to get this cool thing because people are kind of coming in and buying them all up to flip them. Yeah. Like, stores are getting, like, five units, and 30 people are showing up to buy them, and they can't get it. And it, this may be a obvious thing to say, but people don't like it when they can't get a thing they want. <laughs> no way. I know. I'm really putting some hot takes out there. Are they doing this on purpose? Yes. Yes, they are. Why? Because... Nintendo is a big company within the video game world, but in the world world, they're not. And that means they can't afford to have a huge loss on an item like this. They can't afford to have this go out there, flop, and then they're stuck with like a million of these units in a warehouse hmm. somewhere. So they're definitely undershooting it, The what they think the demand is. Now, they may be doing that also to drive up interest and hype, but I think that at a certain point, you have a negative side effect to that where people are just like, F you, yeah. and you lose business that way. So I think it's just part of their overall strategy. Like, if you look at this and, like, how the Amiibos were handled when that was red hot, and, like, back when Smash Brothers came out for the Wii U, they made, like, a GameCube controller adapter, and that thing was sold out everywhere. They just don't want to be caught holding the bag on some item that doesn't get out there. I just feel like... You- Every single item they put out, I hear about. Oh, it's sold out. It's sold out. There weren't enough for for years. I mean, it is true to an extent. Like, but it also, it is kind of because they make good stuff. Like when true. the Wii came out, that was yeah impossible to find that whole holiday season. When the Wii U came out, you could just walk into a store and buy a Wii U day of. That's true. Like that that one. <laughs> That's going to go down as a huge disaster for them because they couldn't sell it. They did, they yeah. made, they're finally stopping production now, but basically they flopped there. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, so there's this company called THQ. Yeah. And they were doing okay. Like, they had their games and stuff. But the thing that killed them was they made this thing called the Uplay Drawing Tablet. When? <laughs> this would have been now like five or six years ago. Okay. And the idea was to make a tablet that interacted with your game console, like your Xbox 360, PS3, and Wii. And it sucked. And it flopped. It flopped horribly. And they were selling those things at like 80, 90% off discount. Whoa. And they couldn't move them. And that basically sank the company because they took such a huge loss on this tablet. I was going to say, I haven't heard anything about THQ in a while. Like, yeah, all their stuff got uh, sold off. Like, you'll see some of it now. Other companies bought it up. Like, that South Park game that came out a couple years ago. That was going to be made by THQ. Uh, Another company, Obsidian, I believe, picked it up and finished it up. Okay. And so that's how that got out there. But a lot of stuff, yeah, just bit the big one. Dang. Drawing tablet. I don't even remember hearing about that. I really didn't hear it too much myself. The only reason I even knew about it was I would listen to like some video game podcast and yeah. talk about it because yeah, I don't remember really taking a look for that or maybe I just wasn't like looking in the right place for it. I mean, it wasn't really made for me, I'm guessing. Well, did you have an Xbox? <laughs> I did. Well, then what do you mean it wasn't made for you? Uh, I they mean, thought it was made for you. <laughs> well, 
what they think and what I, I thought, you know, those could be two different things. And they paid for it. They really did. It's it funny. reminds me of, there was like a Sega art tab thing that we had. I can't even remember the specifics about it other than we returned it. <laughs> I think you mentioned that in the, the Genesis episode. It like, may have been like the Sega cable thing. Or what was it? Sega TV? I don't know. I just remember it didn't work right. So, we, oh, you said it was called the U Draw, right? Yeah, yeah. You you got it here. This is the thing. We were looking at it for. We're looking at YouTube. The U Draw game tablet for this says for Wii. Yeah, yeah. They made it. I think for, for the Wii and then also for uh, 360 and PS3 as well. Well, what's interesting is now Super Mario Maker exists, <laughs> which. <laughs> It's a game that uses a tablet, and you can draw with it. Hmm. Uh-oh. Wow. I mean, that's not quite the No Man's Sky you're looking for, but I think that's, like, in the right direction. Yeah. Having, like, users make their own levels. Like, that was, I mean, I didn't play that too much, but I think it was a really cool idea. Yeah, it's, um, it, it again, I'm not much of a builder. Whenever there's a game that comes out where there's, like, a map maker and any of that stuff, I don't really play that too much, so... That game was 95% map maker, so I, yeah. it, it didn't appeal to me, but my friend has it, and I played it, and it was definitely cool and polished, and, you know, Nintendo does a good job. It's just not my not my cup of tea to mm. have to... I don't even really like... I, I did buy it, uh, Little Big Planet, and I played through the story mode, but I'm just not good at creating stuff on my own, especially because it's like... Oh, cool! Share it online. I make something and I play something that's way better than what I made immediately. I'm like, Ugh, I just feel so defeated. Uh, it's not like I'm gonna get a job if I make a good level in Little Big Planet. No, no, probably not. I mean, somebody might, but it's not gonna be me. Way back in the day, the people who made like Doom levels, they got hired by oh, yeah. ID to make the game. I mean, that's what's going on with Sonic Mania. Well, I mean. That guy didn't make his own levels, but he just made spot-on ports, and now he works and is, is making new levels for Sonic Mania, which is pretty cool. Internet's wild, man. You just get picked up for doing what you want to do. Woo! Sometimes. Oh, you yeah. draw studio. Look at that. It looks like I had Art Alive for Sega Genesis. See, I would play that. I would play a little art game for Wii. I mean, I think part of the problem was it just wasn't very good. It wasn't oh. a great tablet. It was cheap. That is that the tablet? That is the tablet. Sorry, viewers. I, what I'm looking at is an awful-looking contraption. <laughs> it's got, like, a hole for the Wiimote to go into. Looks dumb. It That cover art for the U-Draw Studio game sucks. <laughs> I hate this thing. <laughs> yes. Let your anger flow. It's got a crayon on it and, like... Part of a color wheel. It looks. It just looks bad. Well, at any rate, this is uh, what I had to say about the NES Classic. Yeah, Sorry. hopefully, no, it's okay. Hopefully, uh, you can get one. It might be hard though. And Pete, uh, what would you want to talk about? Oh man, did I just completely side rail your story? No, no, we got it. We got it everywhere. Okay, we wanted good. to get. Um. Well, I I was just going to talk about. I have. PlayStation Now, the streaming service, uh, and now you told me that they're re-releasing PS2 games for PS4. Yes. They're just calling them PS2 Classics, right? Right. And for 
what for like 15 bucks 15 or 20, 20 bucks. bucks yeah because i just saw an article about uh destroy all humans on ps3 and it's like oh an hd remake nope they're just porting it pretty much and charging you 15 or 20 bucks i am just like i don't know i'm conflicted about all that stuff because I, I'm like, I'm a sucker for some things. Like anything Sonic the Hedgehog related or like Streets of Rage, I'm going to buy it. And I, now I'm paying for, I'm playing for PlayStation now, but I'm mostly playing games I've never played before. If it was just like paying money for a streaming service and it was just a bunch of old games that I already had, I wouldn't pay for it. I don't, I don't know what my viewpoint is on just kind of re-releasing old stuff i mean i think it's good i think people want that so it doesn't feel as much of a cash grab as this nes classic does the fact that they make it and then they don't put enough copies out playstation Mm. now it's all streaming you everyone can get it there's no it's not like they're purposely trying to get it to sell out so they get hype it's just a service they put out for people and it's. I think it's the same price as PlayStation Plus, and I just wasn't happy with the free games you got for PlayStation Plus. So for the same price, I can play 600 PS3 games whenever I want. It just seems like a better deal. Yeah, I mean, that's really what it boils down to, is their value in what they're doing. Like, a lot of times it feels like, no, not really. Yeah. I'm just surprised. I guess my surprise is... Why aren't they just adding those PS2 games to PlayStation now? That's a really good question. Because they're better and they can make money off of it, I guess. That has to be the only reason. Why wouldn't you just add it to the library? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a bummer that they're not using their existing streaming service. Yeah. Like, is it all PS3 games on there? No, I think there. I think there's some PS2 games on PlayStation now. Just Weird. not very good ones. <laughs> And now I see it's because they were holding out, and they're just going to charge you for the ones that are actually good. Which, I mean, that's not any different from any other streaming service, I suppose. It's like, there's premium premium content on everything. Right, yeah. I mean, I think you're you're finding that with, like, the way things are going now with those services. They're, it's all getting segmented, because everybody wants to do their own thing, they have their own service, and... yeah. Here it's not exactly the same, but every company probably is like, well, maybe I can just re-release this later for money. Why would I just give it to you so you can give it to your people for free? Yeah, there's, I mean, it's that way with movies and and games and everything. It's like, okay, here's this cut of the movie, and then when it gets released, there will be a director's cut, so you have to buy the DVD, because you didn't see this in theaters. (laughs) It's like, was that really a decision made creatively for the movie or are we just trying to release this movie twice so that i pay for it twice yeah i think we, we i can, think we know the answer right i mean with the nes classic if you take for granted that the set value of an nes game on virtual console is like five or six dollars yeah there are 30 games on the thing and it's 60 bucks so it's like two dollars a game there is value in that yeah and it upgrades the games to be able to play on hdmi like in case you're not aware, if you try and play your old NES on a modern TV, it will look pretty rough. Sure. I mean, we can't even play our master system on any of the current TVs because it doesn't have the right hookups anymore. So right. if they put out 
uh, a Master System thing, I might be inclined to buy it. But I mean, with that, like, you need the right... You either need, like, a CRT TV, or you need, like, a certain type of system, like, basically a a pirate system that will make the corrections to the image. Otherwise, it... Like, I, one day, I, I didn't even realize it's the first, so like, I just pulled out Aladdin for the Genesis, and I was like, I'm just going to play yeah. Aladdin on, like, my regular HDMI TV, and it looked awful, and I had to, like, look up why it looked awful, and, like, the images all washed out and stuff like that. What did you have to do? I had to buy, I didn't have to, I, I bought a different uh, system called the Retro Freak, and it scales the image to HDMI and changes, like, the resolution, so it looks... It looks sharp instead of interesting. Yeah, yeah. It has to, like it has to do with like the number of pixels it shows versus the number of pixels can be presented sure. on the screen and stuff like that. It's weird. It's it's very very navel gaze not navel gaze very nerdy. If you're curious. Yeah, we still have our Sega Genesis at home. I would love to hook it up to the big TV. But the, I mean, there's so many Genesis collection things that they've put out for PS3 right. and PS4. Like that, or that, like even go to Walgreens, they'll sell you one for like twenty five bucks or like thirty bucks. It's got like thirty games on it. Yeah, it's set up to work with HDMI. That's true. That's what I see at like, what is it? Urban Outfitters. You can get the the second Genesis that's built in with like thirty five games. That, that's why I, this NES Classic. That stuff already exists. Why uh, have they never done this with NES before? Because the Sega Genesis thing. Has existed forever that you just plug it into your TV and it's got games built into it. Does this? It doesn't feel like a new thing for me. It's not. Yeah, this is the first time Nintendo has done that. Okay. But yeah, they've been like the Genesis thing. Atari's done it. Yeah. There's like a ColecoVision version. But yeah, this is new for Nintendo and it's not marketed to us exactly. I mean, like we'll buy it because we're degenerates. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's meant for people who are just curious and haven't picked up a system in a while and just like, oh, I would like to give this a try. Mm. Yeah, it just seems kind of dumb that it's sold out just because it's yeah. not like this is a new concept to put old games on a thing that hooks up to your TV. Yeah, and, and with the intended audience probably not able to actually see that this thing exists, too. Yeah. Like, if you're trying to get, like, casual fans or lapsed Nintendo fans into it and you can't find it anywhere, then... Yeah, the people, the casual people that might have picked this up aren't going to do work to find it. Right. So... But let's give us the Sega one. Yeah. That looks kind of the same. It's exactly the same. Oh, I did want to mention one other thing I forgot about uh, to piggyback on this. They're making new Sega Genesis's in Brazil. Oh, yeah, yeah. You briefly mentioned that to me. That's fascinating. Just because they didn't... <laughs> I mean, they must have more recent systems, but you just said that the Genesis stayed very, very popular in Brazil for a long time. Right, yeah. Like, a company there called Tectoy, they, like, kind of brought the Sega into Brazil, and because they were operating in the country, they didn't have to worry about, like, tariffs and laws for bringing imported merchandise in. And so that was the affordable system for the longest time, is a Sega Genesis or a Mega Drive. And it just, now it's, I guess it's like such a national thing there that they're going to make some more. I just want to know if they're going to make a new Sega Genesis games. That would be pretty fun if they did. I want current game companies to make Sega Genesis games. It'd be awesome. You can find some bootleg ones out there. I know on Etsy you can buy, it's mostly like 
mods that people have made for Sega Genesis games, but they'll be like, Zootopia the game, and they just kind of like slightly alter some old <laughs> jungle game, or, yeah, I've seen a lot of that. There's so many Sonic mods you can buy, but it's on a cartridge, and you can plug it into your, your Genesis. Right, like, uh... There was an old game called Mega Man The Wily Wars, uh-huh. and we only got it here on Sega Channel, but they you can get like pirate copies of it that are on a cartridge if you want. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I Yeah, if they make new Genesis games, I'm all about it. So I guess all we can say is thank you, pirates. I mean, if the main companies aren't going to take care of us, fill in. Yeah. You know, Step up to the plate. Give me my illegal wants. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, please do. Well, I guess that uh, would be our Choose Your Fighter segment. I'm going to decide unilaterally that it ended in a draw. Oh, wow. That's BS. I know. Rigged officiating. Uh, <laughs> Pete, if you want people to find you, either so in social media or in person, where can they find you? Uh, in person? Uh, should I just give out my address? That's your call, man. Nah, I won't do that. But you can certainly find me. I know it's late, but we'll have some upcoming holiday stuff, too. You can look up Wendigo Events. We we, uh, have been contributing sketches to... We just did a Halloween special. It was four sketches by four different directors. And we have some plans for a holiday special that might change based on recent events. We'll see what we think is funny (laughs) in the upcoming weeks. I think I, I make a brief cameo in one of the sketches as guy thrown you do. into you, a pew. Yeah, you attempt to stop somebody from uh, receiving or not oral hand hand pleasure from the devil. I can't think of anything that I would have rather died for. Yeah, did you didn't die? I don't appear again but if after you did, that. Yeah, it was a good cause to stop that guy from you know. Yeah, letting the devil have his way. Mm-hmm. And in, in person, uh, uh, comedy or? Uh, let's see. Peener has a show at um, Skull Mountain at the Crowd, but I think that that's in the end of December. So I don't know when this is coming out. Probably before December. Before December. Well, you know, in December, come find us at uh, the Crowd Theater. I think it's December 29th. Ooh. All right. Awesome, then. When to go events on YouTube. Yeah. And also Peener in person. And as for us, you can reach us by email at so many bits podcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, we're so many bits on there. Follow us on Twitter and Tumblr at so many bits. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Please rate, review, download, or listen to us on SoundCloud. And last but not least, check out the Second Wind Collective for other quality podcasts. Support independent art. The spirit of Dell compels you. <laughs>